What's going on, Reds? Today's podcast is brought to you by Blackberry Design. They are a graphic designer based in Liverpool who can cater to all your needs, no matter how big or small. Are you a business in need of a logo design? Or do you just want some nice framed prints around your home? Blackberry Design can box you off and ensure that your living space is brightened up or your business looking the best on the market. Be sure to go and give them a follow on all the socials, which is at bbdesign, or check out their Etsy store with the link in our description. Now let's get to the podcast, because the Reds are going to win number seven. The Redcast Podcast. It is the Redcast Podcast. It is me, Matty Orn. The Reds have had back-to-back wins for once, and I'm joined today by Steve yet again. I think we need to explain this uh, this new intro. Um, basically, I can't be getting done for copyright. <laughs> so we've changed it. <laughs> we're a bit uh, more professional, got some voiceovers in and that. And yeah, we're back. How are we, Steve? Uh, smiling. Smiling, Steve. Two wins. And I call them both. You need to start Let's putting bets on. I, I got them both, right? You need to start putting bets on, Steve. See, that's the problem. Um, the minute I start putting money on, that's when they start going west. So I'll just keep calling them and keep me money to myself. And just happy to see the Reds keep winning. I know, it, it's mad. This, I think the last time we had two back-to-back wins was in January or something like that, which is crazy to even say that, innit, when we're speaking about Liverpool Football Club, like, Champions of England at the minute, and we haven't won back-to-back games prior to the ones we've just had since January. It's a bit bit scary, isn't it? It's complete enough of madness, and we haven't seen the likes for, for years, have we? No. Like, certainly not on the clock. Don't remember it ever being that bad on the Rodgers. So I would probably say... Oh God, I couldn't even tell you how far back it was when we had a run that bad. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not. I hate reaction, but um, we actually lost less games. I think I seen a stat the other day about at this point in the Hodgson, we weren't this bad. Yeah, which made me feel a bit sick. But <laughs> people on Twitter are calling for Jurgen to be out, but the mad aren't they? Like, we should just be counting our blessings that he is our manager. Like he's the he is the best Absolutely. manager in the world, isn't he? Arguably, maybe. Maybe Pep might be one person who you could say, yeah, he's as good as Jürgen, but yeah, Jürgen's the best in the world, isn't he? He was. He was. Um, he's up there, but I wouldn't swap him. Like, don't get me wrong, if the club go crazy, if the club go absolutely mental and sack clock, which, which isn't going to happen, by the way, but if that happens, I think, I mean... And it says more about what else is out there if you say that Pep's the best of the rest because he's good, but is he that good? Uh, I thought, no, I always call them a fraud, but there's a documentary on Prime called Take the Ball, Pass the Ball, and it just changed my perception on Pep, you know, massively. Like, he's a genius. As much as, much as it pains me to say, because he's City's manager, he is, a, he is a genius, and at what he does. I mean, he's not the best in the transfer market, and you could argue most of City's best players Pep didn't buy. But mm-hmm. I, I just love the whole tiki-taka style of football, and Pep will have them doing rondos. If they've got like a three-hour training session, he'll have them doing rondos for like two and a half hours of it. And it just... <laughs> but then if you watch them in a game, you can see the rondos paying off, which is 
it's mad like he's so he's so good at getting what he wants. Uh, I mean they've been a machine this year, but I'd go as far as saying he wouldn't have won the league if there was fans in it. It's so hard to say, isn't it? Like it's massively affected us. Um, we can say that first time because we know what it's like when we're there and we've seen what it's like when we're not there. As for the clubs, you only see them when we're playing against them, so you, you just don't know week in, week out what effect it has. I'm sure it doesn't have a good effect on the majority of teams, but... I mean, off the top of my head, I, I, Sheffield, I think Sheffield know. United wouldn't have went down because they are going down. I don't think they would have went down if they had fans. Uh, Wolves, to an extent, I think they're... What, what are they in the table? Um, it's 13th. I don't think so they... 13th, so like that, they're struggling, I, aren't they? Yeah, I don't think they'd be that low down if they had fans either. Uh, I know, obviously, Jimenez is a massive loss. We'll move on to that yeah. game now. Um, firstly, Wolves have had... I think they've had more bad luck than us. I mean, Ruby Patricio's now... I, mean, well, they, I haven't seen anything about about it, really, like what's going on with him, uh, whether he's... No. No, you seen on the night it looked pretty horrendous, didn't it? Uh, although it was accidental, he looked like he was in serious trouble. But uh, after the game, it came out that he was sat up and he was conscious and he was talking and all that sort of stuff. So it's not as that's clearly not as serious as him and as it was. One... You just don't know the the, the lasting effect that it's going to have because it was a heavy knock. Like. Well, one thing that I liked to see. Was I mean I didn't like anything about him getting injured, but one thing I did and I did like to see was the first use of the concussion substitution, um because that's the first time it's been used in the prem, so it was it was good to an extent to to see that finally used because otherwise they would have been playing the rest of the game with potentially Conor Cody or someone in goal, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten men and, a, and an outfield player in goal, um, so. There's, at the time, I had someone texting me saying, you know, by the letter of the law, that is it concussion at the moment? Because they don't know what it is, I think. But sense prevailed, and they just used that, that law anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it was concussion because he was he was out cold on the ground. Like, I felt yeah. so sly <laughs> on it. I felt awful on Connor Cody. Like, you could just see it, it broken, really. I, I, he was looking at him, and he, he probably thought, like... Oh my god, this is my responsibility early because he needs him in the air. But then for me, it shows that something needs to change, doesn't it? With this offside rule. That was to blame for that injury. I've been saying this for months and months and months. Like, he was offside. If the fact goes up straight away, that does not happen. Yeah. 100%. Simple as because oh, yeah, there, was a, there was a similar one years ago. Remember when Manny took out Edison? Was it Edison? Yeah, yeah. And got sent off for it. Yeah. I think it, from my memory serves me right. I think he might have been offside. He might not have been offside. Whatever. Anyway, but something like that was always going to happen before they even thought about changing it. Because only like you know, me and you can see something like that's going to happen. The people in charge of the game don't tend to see stuff like that happening. Yeah, because if they wouldn't, if that flag would have went up, Cody wouldn't have followed through, chasing Salah. Salah would have <laughs> stopped this run. It it prevents everything. And I feel Not as though, yeah, I feel as though a lot of things need to change in the Premier League this summer, going into next season. Yeah, I think yeah. VAR needs looking at. And that's not from a better point of view because we're probably being shafted by it this year. It's more of a sense of like this offside. I know factually offside is always correct with VAR. 
But yeah. for me, they should have a bit of leeway. Like if your fingertips are offside, like so. Mm-hmm. so if you're if you're armpit, I actually in. think I think it's a good year to have international tournament. Uh, we've got the Euros this year, and I think that'll be that can be used as a as a guinea pig, if you want to call it that, for any new any new little tweaks that they want to put into VAR. Uh, see what works, see what doesn't work, and implement the good stuff into all the, the leagues around the world. I mean, as a whole, that game, I don't think Liverpool are that good against Wolves. I mean, they they had 50, 53%, or 52.7, so we call it 53% possession. Yeah. It was away from home, like, um, which I, I think we all expected a win because we was away from home. Um, but they, like, some of the stats concerned me was the fact we had 12 shots again and only four on target. Now, that's just been so reoccurring this year that... Ultimately, we are creating the chances. <laughs> they just can't score. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> Savio Mane had a bit of a mad one, didn't he? Like, and he said we were creating chances. And there was a couple of times where Mane just—I think he, he, the fellas forgot how to play footy once he got into like critical positions, and ultimately it didn't cost us the game because it was one of them scrappy, you know. We didn't play particularly well. We didn't play particularly badly, did we? Wolves weren't particularly good. They weren't particularly bad. It was just a easy to do with a one 0 It's one of them games, isn't it, that usually wins you the title, where you just win them. I, don't <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know not this year, like, but it's, yeah, yeah. I know not this year. But last year, one nils were so recurring with Liverpool, like, and the amount of times we'd win games and the dying embers of it and stuff like that. I know we had this game one pretty. Pretty early on, um, before half time, but just like going through some of the stats, it's like one one thing I, I really, really, really like to see was the fact that we had um forty four percent of aerial duels won, forty eight percent of duels won, and I reckon Nat Phillips won forty three point two percent of them, and the rest of the team won one percent. He's a monster, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Wow. Monster. Absolute monster. Gotta love him. Do you feel worried going into going into the Champions League game with Nat Phillips at the back? Because to be honest with you, I feel nope. I feel quite confident. I go for war with Nat Phillips at the back, let alone a Champions League game. The guy's an animal. <laughs> Did you see the thing he said about um <laughs> yeah, there was none for a clean sheet, and he went, "Well, clean sheets are clean sheets." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 he took it well, didn't he? He was amazing with that. He's just like seeing that players. I mean, I'm. I'll open my hands up and say I didn't want him to play for Liverpool after the first few performances. He was terrible. Mm. We all preferred. There's a lot of us saying the same. Yeah, we all preferred Reese Williams. Um, but for me, I don't want Reese Williams near the first team, and that's not being being nasty to the kid. I think. He has potential to maybe one day make it into the first team, but let's not forget that he was playing non-league football last year, Reese Williams. Now Phillips has played for Stuttgart. He's had minutes from now for Liverpool, but people are saying, oh, the Bundesliga second division, it's not really special. He got promoted with Stuttgart. Yeah, um, I wouldn't break up that defensive partnership all season. I assume you know, we don't get any injuries, suspensions, anything like that. I think... We've just got to see the season out with them too, if possible. Um, they seem to be they seem to be settled together. They're playing quite well together. They complement each other quite well. Um, 
it ultimately means the most important thing is that Fabinho is in the midfield. So I'm all about that. I mean, I think that Phillips and Kabak's a match made in heaven, really, because I'm assuming that Phillips can speak somewhat some German um, when he played. You would think so, yeah. He played a full season in, in Stuttgart's promotion season last last year. So you'd you assume, think he's picked up a bit. Yeah, and you can you assume Kabak can speak a bit of German because he was there for. He was at Stuttgart as well, weren't he? And then he went to Schalke. So he's been in Germany for a number of years, really. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Kabak's English is pretty good. Most Turkish people's English are pretty good, to be honest with you. They do learn it quite a lot at quite a young age mm-hmm. in, over in Turkey. Um, but I'm made up to see him him doing well. And I'd go as far as saying I'd keep all the Kabak and Phillips this year. Um, if we're getting rid of any centre-backs, I'd... Prob- as good as he is on his day, he's probably one of the best in the world. I'd get rid of Matip because of his injuries. Like, you just can't rely on him anymore, yeah. can we? He is one of the, the best central defenders in the world when he's fit, but he's fit for 10 games a season. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you can't rely on him to be fit, and it's a shame because, as you said, he's he's a phenomenal defender. and He's just, he's just a meme, isn't he? Like <laughs> the faces he pulls and all that, he's just so entertaining. But other than that, he's a, he's a great defender. And unfortunately, I think injuries are going to cost him his career at Liverpool. Now I think it's time he moves on. What would you do over Phillips then? Like I think keep him. But, but would you say if Liverpool to go and win the Champions League this year, would you sell Phillips while his market value is higher? Because after this. He, I'd go as far as saying if we had Kabak and Phillips for the whole season, we'd be wouldn't be bothered about top four. It'd be done. Like we'd be in, we'd be fairest or second. Um, mm. So I think other clubs would see that, especially clubs coming up like your Norwiches or that, Watford or Bournemouth or Swansea. Some whoever comes up, that Phillips could be a good option for them, couldn't he? To add some solidity into that back line for them. So do you keep hold of him or do you let him go while his market values so much higher? <laughs> Um, I would keep him because I think he's what is he 23, 24? 23, I think he is. That's something like that. I think yeah. give him another probably three years. That's when he, if he continues to progress, that's when he'll be at his absolute peak. Now, imagine what he's worth now. Add another three years of experience onto that. The sky's the limit for him if he carries on. I just proper like him, me. I, I don't know if it's because I like the old school defender. He, I've said it multiple times, he reminds me a bit of Jamie Carragher, who's not the best technically gifted, but he puts his heart on the line. I mean, Jamie Carragher played over 600 times for Liverpool, and he'd probably say himself, most of the defenders who were around the team when he was there were better than him. When you think of, like, Agger, Hippie, uh, Skirtle, I can't think who else was there. Colo Torre. Was probably a better player than Jamie Gallagher. I, I loved Colo. Um, but he wasn't that good as a footballer, but he played over 600 times for Liverpool because he was someone who just read the game so well. Like his mind yeah. is the, probably one of the best football brains out there. Go as far yeah, as. Yeah, probably... more than just kicking a football for him, isn't it? Yeah, I'd go as far as saying if Carragher was a manager, he'd probably be one of the best in terms of football and brains. Um, but he said himself that. He couldn't hold it in flipping on people if they didn't do something how he liked it. So <laughs> that, that it makes sense why he hasn't went into management. Um but now Phillips does remind me of when you can see his football and brains so good. And I, I'm half made up for him really that he's just bad at his time. He probably thought I'm never gonna make it at Liverpool. Probably thought a low move was on the cards this year. 
but obviously Klopp sees something in him because if you cast your mind back to the FA Cup last year when Big Curtis just knocked Everton mm-hmm. out of the, the cup, Matt Phillips got recalled back just for that game, even though we did have other central defensive options in the academy. Matt Phillips got recalled back for that game and went back to Stuttgart. So obviously Jürgen sees somewhat some level of of seniorism within him, doesn't he? Yeah, for sure. There's a player in there. You can't you can't deny that. Um, he had a, maybe he had a couple of shaky games to begin of the season, but didn't the whole squad anyone anyone who played? Well, we lost seven two to Villa. We can say he's had a good season all, all the way through. Well, we had Van Dijk and Gomez when we lost seven two to Villa. Speaking of him, um, Frank De Boer has landed, doesn't it, really, hasn't he? He said Virgil van Dijk's only got eight weeks left of recovery. What do you think of that? I think he needs to shut his mouth. <laughs> it's none of his business. I mean, I'll be honest, the minute I seen that into, I went on my calendar and looked exactly when it was eight weeks from that day. <laughs> <laughs> you it's the last game of the season he should be back for, so... But I, I strongly believe he's back before then. I, I think to say in eight weeks and he'll come back sooner. Um, but if he's back in eight weeks, he's back for the Champions League final, you know, Steve. Imagine, right, it gets to, I don't know, 10 days before the Champions League final, right? Mm. Van Dijk has trained once with the team. He hasn't played the game in the Premier League. He hasn't played the game in the Champions League. He's just in and around the squad training again. Do you think it's fair to throw him in that team for the Champions League final? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely. I feel as though... We'll touch on the Champions League draw in a minute, but... As long as we put Jota first, but the, I would throw him in. Yeah, I would. I'll Who give would you me. take out? Kabach. Assuming the two that are playing now are carry on playing the way they're playing. Kabach, I Which think. one of them would, would you sacrifice you? Probably, Kabach. yeah. I, um, I, I suppose it depends who you went up against in the final, really. Who's got the most... Because if there's no aerial threat, right? if you come up against, say, Manchester City, they've got no aerial threat in the box. So you'd then, mm-hmm. you'd then probably pick Kabach. I mean, Kabach's a monster in the air as well. He doesn't lose aerial duels, but... Yeah. Nat Phillips doesn't let it even get to an aerial duel because he clears it with his head the minute it's even in the sky. So it depends, really. I mean, if you come up against like Bayern Munich, then I'd say Phillips because against Lewandowski, I think Phillips... I'm not saying Phillips will pocket Lewandowski by any stretch of the margin, but I mean, like, <laughs> in the air, I feel as though I'd be more comfortable. But then, in the same breath, Kabak's got experience playing against Bayern Munich and Dortmund. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really know what I'd take out, but I think if we do get to the Champions League final... I think Van Dijk has to start. He has to. I think the minute Van Dijk is ready to start, he has to start. Yeah. I think we've seen... I agree. You know, he is the single best central defender in the world. Right? Without a question of doubt. He is the best defender in the world. And if he's available, (laughs) how can you not pick him? But it just seems... It would seem harsh on the other two, assuming that they've played well. I'd go as far as saying Van Dijk's the greatest central defender ever. Now, that's not my allegiances to him because I've caught my dog after him. It's more... <laughs> it's just facts, in my opinion. Like, yeah, Obviously, I don't... I don't never seen Hansen and stuff play. But play, people who have seen Hansen in that play have said Van Dijk's level's above. So you've just got to trust 
people like that really haven't you like when you see pundits and that saying like van dyke is one of the best ever you've got, you've got to trust them really because they was in and around that era weren't they yeah yeah it's hard to i guess it's hard to compare because you know the game's changed a little bit but at the end of the day the aim of the game is the, is the same put the ball in the goal and he's really really good at stopping it Unbelievable. That's, that's the, the, the long and short of it, isn't it? Before we do go on the Champions League draw, then, um, Diogo Jota. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me more. How much have we missed him? He scored for Portugal as well, didn't he, the other day? I, I don't pay a single amount of attention to any international football, so I couldn't care less. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure he scored for Portugal. I'm sure. I see this stat, stat like he's had twenty one goal contributions in twenty games and he's and it was like and he's only just getting started. Like we forget Joss is only what, twenty two, twenty three? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um I think we all knew he was gonna score against Wolves. Not so much that he had the point to prove, because why would he stay at Wolves and Liverpool come calling? But I think he had the point to prove in a sense of all their fans were going, Oh, we fleeced Liverpool for Wolves. I think Jota not getting ahead of myself, but I do think Josh has got the potential to be one of the one of the best in the world. Yeah, um, you say he's he's not there now, but he's shown the qualities and he was flying before he got injured. So who knows what this season could have held for him if he hadn't got injured? But time will tell. Uh, he's he says he's quick, he's lively, he's skillful. He knows where the goal is. He's got all the attributes you want from a forward. He scored more goals this season in the Prem than he did in a full season with Wolves and he's been injured for half the season. <laughs> yeah. I think... Uh, what did you think it was finished, by the way? Because people were... A lot of people were saying he didn't mean it to go there. I think he did. Uh, I think Patricio should have had it. I don't that's, think... No, that's true. But I think that's why... I think that's why Joss has intended it because Patricio's expecting him to go across goal, which is what nine times out of ten your striker does. I think he knows what Patricio's going to do, so he goes near post. Yeah, I'd say that myself, to be honest. I think if Mane or Salah or anyone else in that team was in that position, he would have went across goal because they don't know Patricio. Yeah. Joss had trained them yeah. week in, week out. So I think you're right. I think he, he knew what he was doing by going going that side of the goal. Um, it was a good finish. and Every game he's played, post his injury, he's most, being the most lively person. Like you'd, If you looked at the Liverpool team, you wouldn't suspect that Mo Salah's leading the chase for golden boots in the Premier League this season because in recent weeks, he's just got lost. Where I mean, He was all right against Wolves, but Joseph, for me, he's been up there with man of the match for every game he's played post his injury. He's been lively, he's got sharp, he's wanted to get involved, he's wanted to make passes, make runs, create chances. He's just, considering he's a left winger, he looks like a number nine. And that's where he played against Wolves. And would you start... Now, think with your heart a bit. Like, I know if I over you asked that 99% of Liverpool fans at the minute, would you drop Bobby Firmino for Jossa? They're all going to say, yeah, because Jossa's a lot more sharper than Bobby. But yeah. would you play Jossa down the middle or would you put him on the left and put Salah down the middle and Mane on the right like he used to? Was that... Do you reckon that would work better? Um, Who's our next game? I know we've got to wait nearly another two weeks for our next game. Arsenal. Who's going to play? Arsenal. On the Arsenal. Third, yeah. 
See, Mane always does well against Arsenal, doesn't he? I think Bobby does as well, doesn't he? Yeah. That's a tough one. Um, as I would have said, I would play... Um, I'd probably drop Mane. But Jota on the left. As I'm saying it, as the words are coming out of my mouth, I want to suck them back in. <laughs> <laughs> I just love them all. I don't want to drop anyone. Um, I think after... After that Wolves game, Mane did a few things that I was like, what's going on there? So I would, I would go so far as to say I would play Salah on the right, Bobby down the middle, and I put Jotter on the left, and I put Mane on the bench. I'd agree with you. I would. I Sutton's not... Things are coming out of the club, and I want to get your opinion on it with the Mane thing. Apparently, like the reason he doesn't go down in the box is because you know Salah takes the pens, and Salah's going to get the goal. Do you think the rivalry... I know, obviously, everyone has rivalry between them within the squad, like Trent and Robert have assist competitions and stuff like that. Mm. Do you think the rivalry with Salah and Mane is as sour as that, where the point to the point that Mane won't go down in the box because, you know, Salah will score a pen and I was watching the game the other day and even when Jota scored, Salah didn't exactly look over the moon that his teammates had just put him, the team in front. And I was hoping not. I really was hoping not. You, you would want your players to to want to win the game regardless of who scores. Um, yeah, personal accolades, great, but they should never, ever, ever come before the club. I don't care who you are. And if you ever find that, like, if anyone in the, at the club finds out that that's true about Mane, I think he'll be, he'll be gone. So what do you think Would you rather not get Salah though? Was, I feel as though Salah's the... Mane just seems like he's too nice. Where... <laughs> Part of me sometimes looks at Salah and thinks, yeah, you are a bit selfish. But I'm not complaining. I, I want a selfish goal scorer because that's what wins yeah. your football matches and I love him. I love him. He's the greatest. But he still gets his assists as well, doesn't he, if you look at his numbers? Not that many, though, considering how many chat, like, play spaces he gets into. And that, like, there's been a few times he has he could have squared it to Mane and hasn't. And I feel as though that's where it might have started because yeah. there's been so many... You think back to last season, I think it was, when... Mane came off and was fuming because Salah hadn't squared it and Salah had always already scored. Yeah, but, there was finger pointing and all that was going on, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, I think if most Salah scores first in the game, Liverpool play well better because he, that pressure's off him. And you feel as though, mm. with Salah past me, thinks because he was written off for his whole career, then had to go and find himself again. Like he tried to come to the Prem and was awful with Chelsea. Had to go and find himself and he's come back as one of the best in the world. I feel as though to be one of the best in the world, you've got to believe you. Look at Erlen Haaland. He's the most arrogant, cocky person you can ever see on an interview. But even like the goal in the Champions League, because the keeper mocked him, he went back up and said the same thing to him and stuff like that. He's so arrogant. But I think you've got to be arrogant, haven't you, to be one of the best in the world? You can't sit there and be... Yeah. Like, if you're, you want to be one of the best in the world, you're judging on goals. You aren't going to pass it to someone if you're through on goal when you can score yourself. Whether Salah misses it or not, in his head, he believes he can score every chance he has. So he's got yeah. to be selfish, Annie, if he wants to be the best in the world. He has, um, but you don't want it to be to the detriment of the team. Um, as you say, the thing with Mane, I hope that's not true, but if it is, you don't want your players purposely not winning a penalty just because someone else is going to take it out. That would absolutely devastate me if that came out that that was true because that's not that's not Liverpool. That's not what we're about. And I, I, if I find out any of our players, they'll be vilified. If any of our players do anything like that, and it, and it comes out that it's true. 
it's not on. Who would you rather lose on an hypothetical world if we do get Mbappe? One of them's going. Who would you rather lose? Logic. I, do you know what? I change my mind every single week on this. Well, logic states it'd be Manny because Mbappe has said he wants to play on the left. Whenever he leaves PSG, he said he wants to play on the left. Doesn't want to play on the right, right. doesn't want to play central. That's Mane's position. However, Mane, when he mm-hmm. came to Liverpool, played on the right. I can't think who was on the left. Was it Coutinho? Um, but Mane played on the right. And I feel as though you get more money for Salah than you do Mane because of Salah's goal return. Yeah. And I also think you could probably swap Salah for Mbappe because Mbappe's got a year left on his contract. Mo Salah is the biggest poster boy in the Far East and PSG's own. Yeah, I mean, Salah's the most like marketable, isn't he? Yeah, and the owners of PSG are from like the Middle East. So it yeah. makes, even when you look back to the Club World Cup, Mo Salah wasn't the player of the tournament in that. It was probably Bobby Firmino, but Mo Salah got, because if, if Bobby Firmino got played with the tournament in Qatar, there would have been uproar, because they all, like, I remember yeah. watching it and Salah got handed a trophy and the whole stadium was cheering, even like the. Um, the Brazilian fans, whoever, whoever it was we played in the final, I can't remember now, but they were cheering because, like, in that stack, like, obviously, most of the fans who were there were from Qatar and surrounding areas, so the, everyone was made up that that Salah got played at all. And I think if someone said to me, You're going to lose Salah at the end of the season, what you're going to get Killian and Mbappe in, I'd, I'd honestly drive in the airport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, Killian and Mbappe is. At the absolute peak of the game. So, do you think he's peaked early though? Do you think he could end up like being like a Michael Owen or like even to an extent Robbie Fowler? I hope. I hope not. I hope not. Um, it'd be a massive, massive fall off. And um, it's only because I want him at Liverpool. I don't want him to fall off. I want him to be at his peak, and I want him to just be massive for years for us. Would you rather not have Haaland, though? Yes, I would take Haaland over Mbappe. I think I would myself, you know, because I think Haaland's the perfect player for Trent and Robbo, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Just a a beast of a forward. Like, proper, proper number nine. Big, strong, so fast. And he's he's got that, that little bit of arrogance about him. Um... We haven't had it since Suarez. I wouldn't say that that little bit of bite, that attitude, and the, the you know the puffing your chest out and getting in other in other players' faces. You don't see a lot of that at Liverpool, and I, I think, yeah, I love him. Still pisses me off that we didn't get Luis Suarez this summer. Proper pisses me off. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think Haaland's going to City. Um, and I feel like that's why Mbappe probably would come to the pool because I feel like he'd like to test himself and be comp- in terms of like a golden boot race against against Haaland because people are now. I think that will happen. It'll be us and City, Mbappe and Haaland, whichever way round. I think they're both coming to which club. I just don't know. I, I think I think Haaland's more. Haaland's dad played for City, didn't he? Haaland supports <laughs> City. Um, I know there's there's rumours of Leeds and stuff, and I'm saying he'd love to play for Leeds one day because he was born in Leeds. But I don't want Haaland actually. Have you seen his cousin? No, Albert Haaland, right? 
He's playing. Actually, sorry, I've seen a little something on uh, Twitter. It might have been, yeah. He's younger, isn't he? Yeah, Steve scored like 67 goals in like 30 games this season. He's produced, he's got better numbers than Haaland did at that age. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be better than Haaland, but quite clearly yeah. he's good enough. To, I mean, we've got a kid in our academy, he's only 15, he scored 90 goals last season. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, better, like, there's, there's a few good kids coming through our academy anyway, which makes me question, like, would we then go and spend 150 million on Haaland when we could potentially have the next best thing in our own academy or go and spend 30 million on Pats and Dacher from Salzburg where, who replaced Haaland, who's producing numbers similar to Haaland and you're saving the money. I know Haaland's like ready-made, but I feel as though, see, past I really want Haaland, but then past me feels as though Mbappe would be more loyal. Because if you think about yeah, it, there's no loyalty in football, is there? No, but if, if you think about if you think about like Haaland, he's in his arse, he's a mank. So that's one thing. And then in this with Haaland as well, I feel as though he he knows he is one of the best players in the world, and he's nineteen twenty. He will be a Ballon d'Or winner in his career. When Messi and Ronaldo have retired, it will be probably Mbappe and Haaland, and he knows that. So it's just one. Of, I think we. I think it's Coutinho who's like made me worry about people, to be honest. Because I just feel as though if like when Real Madrid get the back, the back back together and they've got finances back in place, if they go in for Haaland, it just makes me feel like yeah, he'd go. And I mean, I know Mbappe's yeah. a Madrid fan, but Mbappe's good, good mate up around James, who now owns a lot more of a bigger chunk of Liverpool than he did a year ago. Yeah, um, I think from the club's point of view, from a marketing side, they need this summer a marquee signing. They can't, they can't come out at the end of the summer and go, well, we haven't bought anyone, but here's this kid from the academy who scored 90 goals last season. Everyone's going to tell him to leg it. Well, apparently they are going to back Klopp. I mean, they've had that big investment through Red Bear Capital, um, which is, I think, the fell behind Moneyball, I think it is. Who's, is it him? It's something to do with that. That's that bought him part of them. Uh, yeah. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I know LeBron's now bought a stake in Fenway Sports Group as well. So where he already had a stake in Fenway Sports Group and then he got a stake in Liverpool. I think it was like a 2% share, wasn't it? When he got it for stupid, stupid like 200 million and it's now worth like 800 million. Like he is the best of investments he's probably made in his career, to be honest with you. I feel as though yeah. having LeBron involved, Nike athlete sponsored by Nike, I f- I'm expecting a big summer. I think Genie probably stays, but I, I can see mm-hmm. us. I, I because Barcelona want it. Maybe goes to Inter, but then I'm not. I'm unsure whether it's it'd probably suit Inter, but they've got they've got that many midfielders. Inter, and I don't think their style of football suits Genie. So I think he stays. I think most of the teams stay. I think you'll, the people who go with the likes of Shaq, Harry Wilson, Shea Joe, Ben Woodburn. Maybe. Yeah, you've got your dead wood there, haven't you? Yeah. They'll, they'll all go. Hopefully, Carrius finally disembarks, um, who's still contracted <laughs> to Liverpool. I mean, his contract's up there. He's still doing that go for me page to pay for the taxi out of you. <laughs> I'll drive him there myself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think his contract's up at the end of the year anyway. But I feel as though a lot of the dead wood goes this year, and we have the core group of players. I'd even go as far as saying maybe the Ox might go uh, and players like that. I think Kaiser's probably got another season in him in a sense of he's got to prove yeah. himself next year or he'll go. 
I think we keep the core group of players. I think the biggest departure will be one of the front three. Where I say one of the front three, I think it'll either be Salah or Mane. I don't think Bobby goes anywhere. And then I think we do bring in a marquee sign and strengthen and depth in a little in a few places. Like we've been linked with Zielinski again this week. Uh, then, okay. there's, then there's Rodrigo de Paul as well from Indonesia. Um, mm-hmm. I feel as though we just we're gonna squeak just a little bit. Maybe get a cover a better covering for Trent. Uh, maybe bring in another centre half. Uh, I don't think we bring a keeper in because Keller has as good as you could get as a number two. Really, I think he could potentially one day even be a be a number one. Maybe not at Liverpool. Uh, and then we've got that Peter Luger coming through. Alison recommended. So I think we only need to make a few tweaks here and there. But I strongly believe if we reran this season again with fans, Liverpool win the league. Without injuries. <laughs> yeah, they're two <laughs> massive big ifs, aren't they? Yeah, but I, I do believe, like, if you think once we were top of Christmas without Van Dijk. So I do believe, yeah. I do believe with fans we win the league this year. Um, so I don't, I'm not bothered. Like, if any, any league season's got an asterisk next to it this year, and I strongly believe we'll win the league next year. I think we'll piss the league next year. I don't think there'll be any question about it. You would expect so. I mean, assuming the fans are back and assuming we don't have that awful look with injuries again, you know, with a, arguably the best team in the league. So we should be challenging for that title. Should, shouldn't be an argument. I mean, obviously this year the fans missing has been massive because we don't lose that many games at all. We just don't. I can't remember the last time we did. Was it under Hodgson? No, so we didn't we just lose like six on the bounce row or something? For the first time since the 80s, that was, I think. Yeah, like, yeah, it just doesn't happen. So that, for me, outlines how important the fans are to us as a club. Just just them six games, because you got fans there. After Maybe we lose two, right? Maybe we lose the first two. And I think come that third game, the fans start to, like, have a serious impact then and the players react to it. We look at the Barcelona game last year. I don't think we, the year before, sorry, I don't think we won that without the fans. No, no. And, and there's been many in the past. Look at look the amount of games we've won late on. Olympiacos. Dortmund. Just to Barcelona. name a few. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just, I, I honestly, and I do, I think we win the league next year, Champions League or no Champions League, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think we finish fourth this year. But I think we win the Champions League. Um, one last thing before we touch on the Champions League group draw. Would you take... Now, loads of people are saying, I don't want to be in the Europa League, but people are forgetting this new Conference League that's coming coming into play. Um, it, I don't want to be in it. Apparently, it's got the same prize money as the Europa League in terms... Of, I think it's 10 million you get for winning it. But the final... You know what? That's 10 million in, in the modern game is pennies. It's not worth it. But that's all you get for winning the Europa League, you know? Exactly. It's not worth it. But then, do you know, the final of this conference league is in a 22,000-seater stadium in Albania. Doesn't that, to me, that doesn't that show you enough that it's not a good enough competition? Like, I'm trying to find, someone told me about um, who, the type of teams we could get in it. Um... But some of the, you're not probably looking at playing teams like Hearts and Shamrock no, Rovers. And... No, no, it. Um, someone sent me a little list of people in terms of seeds. 
when I find it. Because I was arguing the other day with someone about it, saying because they were all for it, saying we we exist to win trophies. And I said, oh, I don't even care. I don't even care about that trophy. I'd rather not win it. Um, <laughs> but I know we can play like Fenerbahce in it. Um, Dino Rosigre, who've just knocked Spurs out with the manager and Nick. Um, <laughs> who else was in it? Trying to find it now. There was Dino Zagreb. Who, who actually gets to go in that conference league? Is it what's it based on? Is it league position or yeah? So you wait for coefficients or no? It, each league gets um, gets like a certain allocation. Once I find these teams, I'll, I'll get the allocation up. Um, but each team gets the get a certain allocation of. Um, Okay, I'll get that up first. That's easier to get up, actually. I know where that is. Um, my head's gone here trying to find things off the cuff. I should have had the <laughs> So basically, the UEFA say into each, each league, you, you get two spots or whatever. Yeah, so Spain, England, Germany, Italy, France all get one team in it. So I think it's seventh in the Premier League. Then Portugal, Russia, Belgium, Ukraine, Holland, Turkey, Austria, Denmark, Scotland, Czech Republic all have two teams in it. Cyprus, Switzerland, Greece, Serbia, Croatia, Sweden, Norway, Israel, Kazakhstan, Belarus, Azerbaijan, Bulgaria, Romania, Poland, Slovakia all have three. Liechtenstein have one team in it. And then Slovenia, Hungary, Luxembourg, Lithuania, Armenia and Latvia all have three teams as well. They even got three teams? Well, that that was my argument. Um <laughs> I... Yeah, so you... you're gonna be playing against Postman. It's it's absolutely ludicrous. It's but some teams that could be in it: are Villarreal, Rennes, Union Berlin, Lazio, Braga, Benfica, Genk, Anderlecht, Rokomotiv Moscow, CSKA Moscow, AZ Alkmaar, Feyenoord, uh, Zoya, Luchtenstank, and Fenerbahce. Now, granted, a lot of them teams have a lot of history, and it'd be boss to go and play Fenerbahce. Like that's me, me. But the people who like, I speak to in Turkey, my friends over there, that's their team. It'd be amazing to go to Fenerbahce's grounders and away and go and watch the game with them and stuff. It'd be a boss experience because Fenerbahce had fizzled out a bit, so you don't really get them in the Champions League anymore. But for me, the Conference League just seems just to teams who are always going to be out of the Champions League and never make it in the Europa League. It's sort of like a little competition for them to, to have a bit of a European run and be like, oh, you aren't good enough to play in, in these two leagues, so we'll make that one for you. And... Imagine if you got knocked out of that, you'd be a laughing stock, wouldn't you? If you ever played for a for a footy team, a Sunday league team or whatever as a kid, I like, you know, the you do your saying and you mess about and all that, and then like at the end of it, the manager will always go, right, blah, 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 blah. You four go over there. Like the ones that are very good at footy just get put over in the corner, and that's what this this conference league kind of feels like. Like in um, in school when the, the the crap one always went in goal and that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly. what it feels like, like to me. Play, but just you know, not with us. I'd rather Liverpool fans all donate some money and give Liverpool a ten million than go in that league. It's Thursday it's, Sunday as well, the you know. Thing is, it's a distraction, isn't it? Well, yeah, and imagine if you got a team. Imagine if your group had, a, for example, say for example, you got a team from Turkey, a team from Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. and then a team from say Croatia. In your group, yeah, Croatia's a two-hour flight. Bear in mind, the games are Thursday, Sunday. So imagine if you went and played a team in Kazakhstan. You've got to fly eight hours there, play the game, fly eight hours back, and then you've got what half a day's training. You could have City on the Sunday, Fenerbahce, for example, four hours away to Istanbul. 
Now, if you play them on a Thursday night, their games finish around uh, midnight because they kick off 10 o'clock their time, 8 o'clock English time. Yeah. They finish at midnight. Two hours, you'd say, for the players to have to, to warm down, get ready, have some food and that, and get back on the plane. They're going to get a land in England at like 6 o'clock in the morning on the Friday. Not going to be expected to train that day. So they'll have Friday off because they've just played on Thursday. Then they've got Saturday. Say, for example, we're playing Southampton. We'd usually travel down to Southampton the day before the game. So you've got half a training session on Saturday morning and you're going to play Southampton on Sunday and you're travelling down Saturday night. Like, it's just not good. It, like, regardless of what people think, I don't want to be in the Europa League for the whole Thursday-Sunday situation because it, it's not good. Like You think back to when Liverpool had that good Europa League run. We finished sixth. When we got to the final, we didn't get in the Champions League yeah. the next year, I don't think. Or did we? Look, the argument about this Thursday-Sunday is no different from playing Wednesday-Saturday in the Champions League. But I just feel like playing on the Sunday... A lot of the time in the Champions League, if you, a lot of the time if you play if you play in the in the Champions League on a Wednesday, you do play Sunday or Monday. If you play Tuesday, you play Saturday. Um, but that more it's very rare you'll play Wednesday, Saturday. But the Champions League, it, it's all the best teams in Europe, so it's from the best five divisions ultimately that get far. So you're only flying to Italy or Spain or yeah. Germany. It's like two hours away. Um, you mm. can even stay the nights after you've won them and then fly back. So. It's just I'm just so against it. I am, um, and I, that's why I feel as though Liverpool. I'm not saying we got actively lose games in the Premier League this year and play second string players to focus on the Champions League. That's a big risk if you got knocked out the Champions League. But moving on to that Champions League draw, I don't think we could have asked for a better draw. To be, I would say that out of the whole teams in Champions League, Bayern Munich probably beat us over two legs. PSG. Probably beat us over two legs. City probably beat us over two legs. Currently, <laughs> when you think of the, the we haven't got Van Dijk in that. Um, and I don't fancy Nat Phillips and Kabak against Lewandowski. I don't fancy Nat Phillips and Kabak against Mbappe and Neymar. I don't fancy Kabak and Phillips against Foden, Sterling, <laughs> Mares, and crew. Um, that's as good. I think that's as good as we could have asked for. Real Madrid are not at the strongest. And you know, once we once we go through Real Madrid, which we will, yeah, I'm I'm seeing Chelsea in the next rounds. I'm not. Um, Porto, they play, don't they? I I see Porto beating them. I think Porto is a team that's going to go under the radar this year. Um, Porto have got a I, manager very see, similar to when Mourinho was there and won the Champions League with them. He's like a young, yeah, they're horrible. They're, they're, they're a horrible team. Yeah, that's why I made up. We never got them. Um, but I, I, it's weird. I would, I would say if we'd have drawn them, I'd have been worried about going through. But I think Chelsea will beat them. Weirdly enough, they haven't been beaten under two show yet. Like, but for me, I think we beat Chelsea over two legs. Yeah, it's just Liverpool are made for Europe. Whether people want to say, "Oh, we're not, we're not going to win it" or whatever, we're made for Europe. Us, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Bayern Munich, we're animals in Europe. <clears throat> we're Real Madrid, the best team in the world, three years on the bounce when they won the Champions League, three yeah. years on the bounce. No, no, they weren't. Like, in my opinion, well, in, you in, know, in, if you look at the stats, they were. Yeah, I mean, look at that final in Kiev. Liverpool battered them. If it wasn't for Gareth Bale and Carius, Liverpool would have won that Champions League final. I know we can sit there and say, "Oh, it's ifs and buts," but we were a better side than Real Madrid in Kiev. 
we we played a better Champions League final in Kiev than we did in Madrid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, true. So for Real Madrid and Liverpool, just have different energies in Europe. Um, so I don't part. I I think we sail past them because they couldn't even name a full bench against Atalanta, and the bench was full of kids. And the fact they've like yeah. shipped out Odegaard and Bale and that because they can't afford to keep them at the minute is it just shows the state of the club. I mean, Benzema is someone we, we shouldn't under, underestimate because he can just turn up. Um, but this is a Real Madrid side that are hurting just as much as us. They are probably aren't going to win the league. Hazard's out for the season. Courtois has been crap since he's been over there. But, like, I mean, they got through Atalanta in the first league. The first league, they only won that game 1-0 in like, the 80th minute. And it was the left-back who scored. It's, <laughs> it's just not Real Madrid of old. Um, like Barcelona aren't Barcelona of old. They aren't feared giants, in my opinion, anymore. But the three favourites in the Champions League this year are all the other side of the draw. They need to fight each other before they come and potentially yeah. play Liverpool. Now, if we play Bayern Munich, Man City or PSG in the final, I think we'd beat any of them. Because Over any, one game, we can beat yeah. anyone. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Because it's just it's just the look of the draw, really, isn't it? Anyone can win anyone in one game. It's one game of football. Aston Villa beat Liverpool 7-2. Would that ever happen again? Probably not. So it, it, Very, very Yeah, things it? can happen. And... In the Champions League final, there's a good chance fans will be back over there. Not full capacity, maybe half. And there's what a very exactly, and there's a very, 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 very good chance Virgil van Dijk is back for that final. Because if you're coming up against Bayern Munich with a fans in the stadium and b Virgil van Dijk in the back line, we'll beat them. I mean, Bayern Munich were finished apparently three years ago when we battered them at the Allianz, battered them. Like, we made them look like kids when we played them. We took the absolute mick out of them. Everyone said they were finished. Now they're the best team in the world. You know what? They're just a machine of a club, aren't they? Like, they'll get written off every few years and then they'll just keep churning through players and buying the rest of the players from the league who are any good. And well, they, since we started them, they, they haven't bought that many. I think they've bought Alfonso Davies. I think he or he, he's come through from the However, they've got obtained him. Uh, and Sané. That's the my biggest worry about Bayern Munich if we got them in the final final is Leroy Sane. I hate him. I love him, but I hate him. Hate that he's not at Liverpool. Like, <laughs> he always plays well against us, doesn't he? Yeah, he's world class. He is world class. The fact they got rid of him and kept Sterling, he's levels above Raheem Sterling. That's my probably our most unpopular opinion in England. But <laughs> Leroy Sane. Um, talking about unpopular, right? Did you see Harry Kane win that penalty for Spurs? No, did he dive? Oh, my God. It was the worst dive I've ever seen in my life, right? So he's running towards goal, and he's getting to the byline. And as he's got to the line, right, he steps. I mean, have a look at it afterwards. He steps over the ball. So the ball's got out of play over the byline into the defender. So he stepped a good, and it's a big yard, and he stepped massively over the ball. Let the ball go off the play, and he just ran into the defender coming in. The defenders, like obviously from momentum, the defenders took him out. He's gone down like a sack of shit and won the penalty. Typical. Like, and they're all calling him cute. And if no, it's not cute, it's cheating. If Mo Salah done that, he'd be a cheat. Exactly. It's just like the, the guy is just a cheat. I hate him. Yeah, I mean, apparently he wants to leave space. Um, that's if if City don't get Haaland, I could see him going for going to City. He's a good footballer. Mm. I just hate. I hate him myself. I can't stand him. Um, but they they aren't going to win because I think I think this final egg and nail in the coffin for him was getting knocked out of the Europa League by Zagreb. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, on, with the Champions League, I, th- I don't think City get past the Dortmund either, you know. City are good this year. They're defensively solid. But they're coming up, and Dortmund are terrible at the back. But yeah, they've still got Erlen Haaland. You know what, all, it, it's going to be four interesting ties, isn't it? But do you not think uh, Sancho's um... going to have a point to prove? Who's sorry? Sancho. Against City. Maybe. Haaland Maybe showing... Do, do, do they need that motivation? Or are they just going out as players to win the game? Because... Good enough. Well, the way you look at it with Dortmund, they're not going to get in the Champions League spots in the Bundesliga this year. So them players have got to put themselves in the shop window if they want to leave. Like, I mean, I'm not saying mm-hmm. Haaland's got to put himself in the shop window. He's already firmly in it. But I mean, Haaland could have a point to prove in a sense of come and get me. And Sancho can have a point to prove as you let me go. Now I'm going to go to United and do your head in. Do you know, like, just <laughs> stupid stuff like that. Like I'm sure it, like, if we think it, they're only human. They must think it too. And then like... Bayern PSG final it was last year. Now they're battling their house. I, do you know what? Unpopular opinion again. I think PSG go through. Yeah, I couldn't argue against it. Um, to be honest with you, that game, it could go either way. Both both really good teams with really good players. and Poch is good. You know, PSG have got a point to prove there, haven't they, after the final last year? Yeah, and Poch is also there. I love Poch as a manager. I think he's world class. Um. Yeah. And uh, ideally for me, City and Bayern Munich go out, and then it'll be Dortmund PSG, which would be interesting. Um, Haaland against Mbappe and all that. Yeah, I think what I would really, really, really like is Liverpool Dortmund in the final. I'd love it. I think it'd be it'd be the Klopp final, wouldn't it? Um, oh, for sure, for sure. It'd be yeah. one of the best. Like. When they come over here and we beat them, when Lovren got that last minute, like the city was bouncing that night. There was so many Dortmund fans out, all coming over, shaking our hands, going like, "We're we're so happy for you," uh, and stuff, stupid stuff like that. Like, there was just there's no rivalry there. I mean, obviously in the Champions League final there'll be a rivalry, but they they absolutely idolise Jurgen Klopp for what he done for them, and yeah. they just like to see Klopp doing well. The they think you'll never walk alone. Um, in the yellow wall and stuff, I think it'd just be an amazing final. And I can't see anything other than Liverpool getting the Champions League final this year. I, I'd love Chelsea in a semi. I'd love it. I mean, it won't be a for ghost goal because of goal line technology, but it just, I think we beat them in the semi. Because um, they that's uncharted territory for a lot of their team. None of them have been in Champions League semi-finals. Liverpool have been in two in the last three years. So yeah. it, 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 The thing about Chelsea in the semi-final, it might not be a ghost goal, but I would like... Uh... Controversial moments to win us the tie, whatever that might be. Wouldn't you just something? Just, wouldn't you have just fucked them about nine nil though? <laughs> Over two legs. Yeah, well, that's always good if you, <laughs> you can do that. But uh, like, just I think it gives them a bit more of a bitter taste in the mouth if there was some point of controversy of should it have been, shouldn't it have been? Yeah. I mean, like, well, it was, so sure. I mean, for me, I'd, I would like Chelsea in a semi because I, I, I can't, if Liverpool get past Real Madrid, which they will, I can't see us not winning the competition purely because players like Trent and that, who, and even so players, you could even argue the Ox, who grew up loving Stevie, but players like Trent and Curtis, who, who supported the club when they were younger, probably, I don't know, in fact, how old would they have been in 2005? Um, but still, they know they know yes. of two thousand and five, 
and they know of the miracle of Istanbul. And when we won Chelsea in the Super Cup in Istanbul, all the players were saying there's something just about Istanbul and Liverpool. If we get mm -hmm. to the semi-final, all them players are going to think, hold on a minute, we've got a chance. It's written in the stars. Yeah, I feel like it is, though, Steve. Like, I just feel you like know? when you look at the stats and that, like we in that campaign, we had a German team or something in the, the last 16. Last 16. We, we got Chelsea in the semi-final. It's just, it's really... Messi and Ronaldo went out in the last 16. There was, there's loads of little little coincidences and anomalies that like just seem to be matching up this year. If Liverpool win the Champions League and finish eighth, is that a good season? Yeah. Given everything that's that's happened this year with injuries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fans. I think that the main objective for for us is to qualify for the Champions League next year. Yeah. Now, if we finish eighth in the league, yeah, that's a bit shit. But if we win the Champions League, that's the job done. You get a trophy and you get into the Champions League next year. I said on a podcast to you a few weeks ago that I wouldn't care if... We, if going forward, Liverpool win the Premier League one year, Champions League next year, Premier League one year, Champions League next year. If if every season we win, say like next season we win the Premier League, we get knocked out of the Champions League in the group stages. Following year we win the Champions League, we finish tenth in the Prem. Couldn't care because we're still winning one yeah. of the biggest two cups that we can win every year. And mm -hmm. I just feel as though I can't see anything else other than Liverpool win the Champions League this season. I don't think there's any other scenario. I don't think Real Madrid beats us. I don't think Chelsea or Porto beat us. And I think once Liverpool get to a final. There's only Bayern, Bayern Munich and PSG have both. Only one of them I've got a chance at making it to the final. Um, yeah. If you look at the other side of the draw, Dortmund have been to a Champions League final, but I don't think any of them that squad has because it was under Klopp when they got to the Champions League final. Um, City have never got to a Champions League final. So there's only Bayern and PSG. If, with like current squads, there's Liverpool, Madrid, Bayern, PSG. We've got experience of Champions League finals within the squad. Yeah. If Liverpool gets to the Champions League final, 90% of our squad have won the Champions League, haven't they? Because even plays with the only person who hasn't really. Yeah, it's only two years back on it. Yeah, so the only person I can think of who hasn't is like Jota. Because Thiago won it with Bayern Munich last year. If you go to the yeah. starting lineup, Allison won it, Robbo won it, um, Phillips, yeah, he hasn't, Van Dijk has, Robbo has, uh, Fabinho has, Thiago has. Henderson has, Salah has, Mane has, Firmino has. There's only really Jota who hasn't won the Champions League, so mm -hmm. we need to go and do it for Diogo, really, don't we? That's it, yeah. Give, give him a medal. But yeah, um... Um, can we talk about the uh, the latest development you've got through the last couple of weeks? Are you allowed to talk about that? No, yet? I, I can say I can say go and um, do go and check out our our Instagram. Um, we are, I can, yeah, I mean, we're sponsored by Manscaped. Um, now, 20% off if you use codes red, but the official visual on audio um, sponsorship starts on April the 1st. But our, we can, our social media campaign started last week. Um, so, yeah, do go check out our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and find your code there. Um, but I, I can't really, I, I'm not allowed to get into like the how amazing it is until the 1st of April. Because <laughs> it is a belter, you know, we used it yesterday. Belter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, proper good. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> before we go, um, we'll probably we'll talk before the Arsenal game. Um, that's yeah. when I'll speak more about Manscaped because that is just before the Arsenal game, that partnership goes live. But yeah, going to win the Champions League. Do you know what I can see happens? I can see us winning the Champions League and finishing fourth. 
Do you know what? Fourth is not out of the realms of possibility because there's nine. Is it nine games left? And About we are that, yeah. five five points behind Chelsea. Yeah, can I be think. done. It can be done. But I think who knows? Well, what? You know what I mean? What Chelsea's fixtures? Um... Chelsea are still in the FA Cup, aren't they? No. Chelsea have got to play West Brom, Palace. Then they've got an FA Cup semi final against City. So this mm-hmm. the, after they've got to put in between the Porto games, they've got an FA Cup semi final. And we've got Palace in between the two games when they've got an FA Cup semi final straight after it. Then Chelsea have got to play West, Bra- West Ham. They've got to play City. Chelsea have still got to play West Ham. Fulham in May, so Fulham could be fighting to try and get stay up. Then got to play City. They got to play Arsenal. They got to play Leicester. They got to play Villa. There's no easy games at the end of a season, is there? You Not know, you come that, towards the division seven for everyone. No, I mean Liverpool out of the battle for the top four. I'd say Liverpool have got the easiest running because we've got to play Madrid. We've got Villa wedged in between the two Madrid games. Then we've got to play Leeds, Newcastle, United, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, Palace. So I think we've got an easier running, but then saying that we're, we're, Villa battled us seven two, barely took our record away. West Brom's got big <laughs> sum, and United is just United. So there is no easy games, but I think Liverpool out of us, Chelsea and West Ham, the teams where I can see. Re- I mean, I wouldn't rule everything out, but they just seem to be. They've got Pickford injured now for a few a few weeks, haven't they? So they're playing some kidding goal. Um, that isn't well. <laughs> yeah, and they've got James Rodriguez out, but I don't know if he's back after international break. So I think out of the teams competing for top four, I can only see us West Ham or Chelsea getting it, but they've got harder runnings and they've got to play each other. Where mm-hmm. that that week, ideally, you want to be above West Ham by that week or above Chelsea by like three points and you want them to win and us to win. So we stay three points clear, but then they take three points off the person who's above us. Yeah, yeah. And I can see it happening. I, can, I think we can still finish second if teams slip up and United have been slipping up a lot. We can still win. We can still second. mathematically. I'd be happy with fourth, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, I would myself. I can see fourth being very possible. Mathematically, we can still win the league, so we can still definitely <laughs> finish fourth, hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, nice one. For can, we, um, can we also talk about the numbers on the last, the last YouTube podcast we put out? Yeah, it, like, it, it it's done really well. Phenomenal. We get gained over 130 subscribers, over a thousand views on it. So everyone who spent the time watching us night, like, thank you so much. Uh, that was boss numbers to hit. Um, and just to surpass 100 subscribers and then like two days later surpass 200, it was, if I weren't in work, I would have been on the Eagles. That's to let me tell you that. Um, but it was, it was it was a good few days. So hopefully this can reach a thousand views Yeah, I got well. a text off you and it was like, Check out, check out, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's gone from like seventy to two hundred in a day." I was like, "Jesus!" Yeah. I mean, there's a few tweaks we made, uh, which is so welcome. Uh, yeah, helped out along the way. But welcome to every new subscriber. Um, I promise you, we're a lot more happy than this because we're people are usually winning stuff. But we'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nice one for everyone. Any new subscribers? Nice one. If you're watching and you still haven't subscribed, don't forget to subscribe. Hit that like button. Hit notification bells for every single time we upload. Give your button on Spotify, Apple, Google, or anything like that. Do follow the podcast. And I've been Matty. It's been Steve. You've been the Reds cast. Nice one for listening. Up the Reds. Up the Reds, indeed.